a tool for people to connect with the universe and begin to understand it. TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. I'll tell you, the the frauds out there are far and many. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Thank you very much for joining us. I remember somebody asking me one day, one of our listeners had emailed us and said, what do you think about this site? And I went over and checked it out, and here was this Indian uh, from India guru type who said, Come to me. I can remove your karma. Oh, I remember that. Yes, come to me. Come to me. We can take care of you. No problem. It was scary. It was very, very scary. So, uh, you know, there is nobody who can take away your karma. Nobody, no how. So if that's what you, you know, if you're going to go with them, you're going to go into uh, an illusion that they they make you think that you can go without your karma. But in fact, it isn't going to be going away at all. It's going to be a massive problem, and you're still going to have to deal with it, even though you've been lulled into this misinformation for a number of years. So we're here in the Earth School. It's called the Earth School to learn soul lessons. And soul lessons, one side of it is karmic. And so to have somebody clear your karma or to avoid it or whatever, it doesn't work because for your soul to advance, you have to do it. Somebody else doing it for you does not advance your soul. They can help you get on track, but it's yours to walk it and to make the toe, to toe the line. That's also why um, uh, Jesus can't save you. Same thing. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Megan from Maine. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Good. Thanks for calling. You have a question? Um, yes, I guess I'm, I'm just wondering if you can um, see what is happening in my future or um, if things are going to change, if things are going to be different. Okay, you must have one particular thing that you're troubled about. Um, um, First of all, are you from Maine? Yes. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Um, so is I there one area that you're kind of wondering about? My, my personal life, I guess, yeah. I wondered. Relationship? Yes. And there isn't one or there is one and you're wondering if it's going to get better? Which, which is it? Um, There is one, yeah. And it's not going as well as you wanted. No. <laughs> do you get okay. your Do you get your feelings hurt pretty easily? 
Uh, yes, I do. Okay. As you grow and mature, uh, you learn how to um, take care of your inner child and your inner feelings and, and not place them on the relationship, not place your self-worth on the relationship. And, y- you know, it's an infrastructure you need to build. And if you don't build that, then you can be thrown tumbling down into low self-worth. And that hurts. And you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So... One of your first steps right now where you are in your growth is to do what we call inner child work. And that is that there's a a young part of you, a childish or young part of you that was when you were growing up. And she got, you know, she didn't get taken care of. She didn't grow up right. So then you survived and you went on. But she still has her attitudes in, in you and her neediness. And so you need to take care of her so she's not needy in a relationship and yearning and all that, but she's taken care of. Then you can find find from a whole person that you finally arrive at with raising her up, you can find another whole person and not this uh, rugged road of ups and downs and ups and downs in a relationship. To deal with your inner child you got to realize that there's you at your age, and then there's a young you, a, a little girl. And um, you need to talk to her, be her best friend, let her know you love her. And you got to reparent her how it would have worked the very best for you to be parented. As you give that to yourself, you make your most weakest vulnerable parts off balance parts you bring them home secure them and help them grow up very functional adult mature and then your relationships start all going in that way more and more and more you understand what i'm saying i do yes do you think you can do that yes Most people just do this a little bit and then stop. If you will stay with this and get very conscious of the other person in you, the little girl that has such a hard time, and when she has a hard time, if you don't parent her right, she'll take you down to her level, and then then you're sort of like in a childish emotionalism with a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of low self-worth oftentimes. You don't have to go there if you can every day... You know, connect with her, make sure she knows that you're who she gets her reinforcement from, and it's you and her. You won't, you won't break down because you need her to be okay, because she's a part of you, and if she's not okay, you can't be, and, and she needs you to be okay, because she's a part of you and she needs you to be okay. So you both need each other. Of her, and make it real, like real to life, she'll grow up. You'll notice she grows up. She's more mature. And then eventually, if you stay with this, which I highly recommend because it solves so many problems, especially relationship problems, as you stay with it, 
um, she'll eventually become you. You'll you'll get in your mind's eye and you simply see you. Your mind and her mind are the same maturity and even better than it was. And then you go on and you can really take care of yourself because you and your inner child are step-in-step, hand-in-hand, solid together without some part of you lagging behind and desperate. Does this uh, resonate with you, Megan? Yes, it it does, yes. Okay, I have two suggestions for you and anyone else in the audience who may be aware of relationship issues that are causing, uh, that are probably being caused from inner child. You, uh, there are books available out there that you can read on it. We have a book also that's available on the website, Steps to Enlightenment, that the entire 18th chapter is devoted to inner child, and it's very, very clear and easy to work with. So that's an option. Or you could try healing with Keith if you want some specific health help. You got it? Yes. Okay. Hey, thank you very much for calling. We wish you the very best with this. Yes. Thank you. You You take care. Inner child work. Boy, that comes up a lot, doesn't it? Well, most people don't realize that part of their world is compromised because their inner child has not been taken care of. I think a lot of people don't realize that. You know, it was interesting... Uh, 15, 16 years ago when the Sananda Circle was around for about a year, this was a very high group of beings that were channeling through a fellow by the name of Joshua. Just about every time they came through and talked, they brought up inner child. And Cullenbeck, the main spokesman of this group of ethereal beings, would laugh and say, I know we've said this before, but you know what? It's a big problem. It isn't getting solved. People aren't taking care taking care of the problem. And until they do, we're going to keep on talking about it. You know, it's similar to building a house. Let's say you keep building it with not a good foundation and it's on sand and you get the wind and weather and everything and all of a sudden it starts cracking and slumping and, and you know, tilting and breaking apart because it wasn't built on the right foundation. So you go build another house, you build it on sand, you don't build a good foundation and over a few years it all gets messed up and, and breaking apart and everything. Be- so, you know, just like inner child, you got to get the right foundation established or that subconscious tape that's rolling all the time will just keep sabotaging you and you'll just keep stepping in it, stepping in it, stepping in it until you fix this broken tape of a broken child part of you. You know, I had gone to this uh, acupuncturist um, twice and after the second time, the guides came in with a very strong dream and said, do not go back to this person. And they showed me that this person had all these pairs of shoes with holes in them. And what they were saying was this person was not operating on top of solid foundation. And so, therefore, was not able to do the job very well. They don't and have I'll the tell right you, footing. people flock to that person, and it's not good. It's not whole. Nope, that's right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. On CRN, when we come back, more on discernment. Welcome back. Oh. <laughs> I'm a goof today. Oh, I tell you, Keith is off in la-la land today. La-la-la-la. 
He's a happy. We're having a breakthrough over here. We, He's a happy the, guy. There's a part of my soul that gets real happy or adjust to things when it's happening on one level, sometimes now or it's like a day or half a day ahead of time. So part of me knows it's going to happen, so I already start getting really happy. <laughs> Everyone's going, well, why is he so happy? He's a goof boy. <laughs> goof laden. We are talking about the all-important um, discernment. How oh God, how important it is! I'll tell you, I couldn't begin to do what some of these spiritual teachers are doing out there and live with myself uh, in term, you know, telling people that oh, I can take your karma away. Yeah. Oh, give that big the, sugar smile. Yeah. By, <laughs> by the way, when you take somebody's karma away, which number one you can't, but when you promise somebody that you can, guess what happens to you? You've just earned a pile of it. You know, I used to try to do that. You know, to rescue people, and I had that backwards for a little while. You know, and it, it eventually buried me for a period of time until I go. Well, this isn't working right. And, and I noticed that after I get out of their life, their problem comes back. And so what have I done but give me misery and slow down their process? So I learned, you know, that was a lot of years ago, but by golly, I was thick in it for a while. We had this uh, gal that came to Keith for healing, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, a long time ago. And, you know, Keith had given her a strategy, much like Megan, who had just called in on the on the show and, you know, wanted some help, which ended up being help with the inner child. You know, Keith gave this uh, this woman, young woman, strategies to get through her pattern. And they were strategies just like what the inner child is, is strategies that take a while. You have to put muscle into it. You know what, folks, another name for karma is lesson. It's the same thing. Your karma is your lesson. You have karma. You have karma to pay because you have or your soul has behaved in such a way that the universe says, well, based on universal laws, you're not behaving properly. So we're going to teach you what the proper way is to do whatever. So if you've been, for instance, a child molester, well, gosh, the universe is going to say, well, children aren't here to molest. Actually, as a child of God, you shouldn't be molesting anybody. How can we teach you that you shouldn't be molesting? Well, one surefire way is for you to be a three-year-old little girl getting molested by her father or uncle or whoever, and you experience what it's like, and you go, oh, my God. Yikes. That will wound you for life or lifetime. Could. Could. Depends on the choices we make in our life. Mm-hmm. But how best to teach you not to do that than have you experience it? Karma is your lessons. Well, this lady had come to Keith because she, whatever her lessons were, I do not remember what they were. And Keith was giving her strategies, and she was an airhead, new age type of gal that just didn't want to do the work. So she toddled, you know, she like blew Keith's strategies to the wind and went off to this other practitioner 
I'm being kind. You're very kind. Who did this laser surgery? Oh, exciting! Boy, speed it up. Laser surgery. She laser surgery the the problem right out of this gal's life, gone for good. She was so happy. One session, and she was like handled. We saw her a few days later, and she was just a glow. And Keith and I thought, hmm, I wonder. But good for you. That's great. Happy for you. Then about three months later, we ran into her again. And she looked worse than when she first came to Keith. Because that little pattern, of course, did not laser away. They don't laser away. That's sort of like, well, Jesus is my Savior. He's going to save me. I don't have to do anything else in my in my world except for Jesus is going to save me. Just take him as my Savior. Or this guy who says, I can take your karma away. Jesus will help. He's not going to save you. That's well, counterproductive. Well, he, he has a message, and you follow his message, and right. you will get there. But he's That's not right. going to do it for you. Well, this laser didn't work. And in fact, she was faced with the pattern even bigger and uglier. Why? Because her guides are knocking on her door saying, Listen, you can't do it that way. You must go through this, not try to go around it. So here we are teaching the sermon and saying to you, somebody's going to laser away your pattern. It's not going to work because you haven't learned the lesson. And that's the whole point of it. We must learn the lessons. We'll do more on this when we come back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves. Thank you very much for being with us. We're talking about discernment, all important discernment. If your teacher, spiritual teacher of any kind, isn't teaching you to be fully responsible for all your actions and all your circumstances that come your way, then they will only be able to take you so far. If they're doing anything less than that, If you have a therapist of any sort who is telling you that you're a victim, they will only be able to take you so far. Until that you are able to, willing to and able to be responsible for everything in your life, history coming forward. We had a guest the other day that talked about that that you, you just had to be responsible from now on. And I go, well, yeah, but you gotta be, you gotta, if you have anything in your history that's still dogging you, in other words, any event, any memory in your history that is still nudging up in your mind and leaving you with a sour feeling or an anger or a hate or anything that's negative, you aren't done with it. And it's nudging you in your head for a reason. And the reason is that you need to go in and take a deeper look at that. And you need to ask the question, why did this come into my life? What lesson do I have to learn? What part of me do I need to change and get at peace with? You know, whoever it is that you're upset with, whoever it is that you're upset with for having done whatever, you need to realize that if they hadn't done done whatever, somebody else would have. So if you blame or excuse yourself 
blame somebody else, excuse yourself, deny that something's happening, judge others or yourself, or you go into uh, poor me victim mode kind of thing, you don't get to solve this. It, it doesn't answer it. it. You can't get your hands on it. So this isn't this isn't the answer. And so many times, you know, like we'll judge or we'll excuse or we'll blame. And what we do right there is we stop ourselves from solving the problem, from facing it and solving it. And so you got to want the truth because our ego loves to blame or excuse or deny or gossip or judge or go into poor me victim mode or go into ang- uh, anger with its judgment or whatnot or its unfair kind of thing. These do not solve it. If you choose not to get past these, you will not solve it. And what happens with life is cycles. So the same problem comes around, slaps you again, sets you up, slaps you again, sets you up, slaps you again. And that's just simply no fun. Here's a scary spiritual teacher. Oh, my goodness. This is called the... um, Avatar? Yep, I believe that's right. Yeah. Oh, is it there? Back page. There you go. The Avatar Journal. And they uh, love precious uh, humanity. And they have all these smiling faces everywhere. Oh, how exciting. And, um, you know, I can't tell you that uh, what all their teachings are. Because I haven't gone anywhere near it myself. However... From the publisher of the Avatar Journal, the publisher, who obviously his... You you know, you want to understand something about these things. I used to be around a uh, Fortune 500 consulting group. And they went into, you know, the big guys and consulted them about problems. And here's what I learned from them. If these uh, corporate big guys come into this group and say to them, we're having a problem down in accounting or down on the line or in the retail shop, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where the problem is. These consultants went straight to the president. And what they knew was that the president or CEO or whatever is sourcing the company. So whatever the problem is in the company, you will find the reflection of it in the president. So they wouldn't go to those workers. They went to the top guy to figure out where the problem was, and they solved it there, and the rest of it worked itself out. Because whoever owns the company or the business, their philosophy runs through everything. You'll see it. You'll see an arrogant uh, business owner, and then you'll see a bunch of arrogant employees. You'll see a humble business owner, and you'll see a bunch of humble employees. That's certainly the case with CRN that we're with. The owner, Mike Horn, is surely a humble, heart-filled man, and predominantly what you find in his organization are humble people. It's, I've watched it for years. It's always true. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. The reason I mention this is if you're going to read something that the publisher is writing of a 
particular, uh, in this case, the Avatar Journal, you must understand that what what is in the publisher is going to run through the whole organization. So then you start expanding your discernment and understanding that these things are not isolated. Well, that just, you know, some people would say, well, that's just what he thinks, but that's not what the teachers think. But you see, the whole organization is a reflection of the owner, so you want to pay attention to these things and not just slough them off. In this case, the publisher says the role of spiritual teachers. Now, this is very scary stuff to Keith and I. I won't read it all. I'll just get to... Uh, let's also imagine that the day-to-day ego self is so noisy with memories, thinking, fears, and desires that it drowns out the higher self. Well, that's entirely possible. The ego can do that. Wouldn't you agree, dear? Sure it is. Okay, good. You're going to like how we continue here. Oh, boy. The spiritual teacher awakens. Now, this, of course, the publisher is talking about the spiritual teachers of the Avatar Journal and their whole process. They're, you know, They do these workshops all over the place. The spiritual teacher awakens the inner beingness in you and keeps it awake until you can stay aware. There's really no message in this. It's more of a matching of vibration and attitude. The spiritual teacher fills in for your higher self until it awakens. Okay, that's the first problem I have. Your higher self is not asleep, folks. <laughs> your higher self. <laughs> that is so funny. Your higher, <laughs> there he goes. That's so funny. Your higher self never went to sleep, folks. You know, it isn't about your higher self is asleep. It's about you're asleep. I'm asleep. We're the problem. It is not our higher self. So this is the first place where these people are off. The teacher observes you with compassionate acceptance. That's a nice place to be. This attitude of the personal spirits. By the way, though, while passionate acceptance is nice, you also need somebody who's going to rigorously point out to you the areas where you need to work on because we all are so resistant to seeing them. If we don't get help, we're not going to see it. So if it's simply compassionate acceptance, you're not going to get anywhere. It's one step at a time. You can overly point out things and just blow a person out. So you stay on one issue and you keep being honest about it. And a good facilitator will keep pointing out the step that the person's on that they agreed to deal with, keep pointing it out, giving help on how to deal with it, until that thing over days, weeks, or months is processed, and then you can take on the next one. Okay, listen to this now, Keith. Keith's going to like this part. You're just toying with me. It's just miserable. (laughs) This attitude of this personal spiritual teacher creates an echo in your subtle inner beingness and after a time you begin to perceive your ego self with the same compassionate acceptance and understanding as the spiritual teacher does you are transformed your ego self relaxes and disappears did you hear that boy it's not talking about my ego self Folks, this isn't how the ego works. So here's what you got. You know, I see some merit with, you know, um, almost like being an example and a person's with you and yep. they get that. But yep. then you have to walk your own uh, steps through being challenged with it. That's right. And you can be helped to really get on a new template, but you still have to walk your own steps. 
If you're expecting uh, this teacher to love you until your ego just decides it's safe and can disappear, it isn't ever, ever, ever going to happen. So what ends up happening is you have a bunch of people smiling, sending all this nice love around, but no ego work is happening, and you've got a lot of people that are full of themselves. How else could they possibly be? Right. So you have secured your ego being safe and secure and non-threatened by you growing up. That's right. It, this, this is not how it works. Oh, today's tax day. Oh, yeah, you're right, it is. <laughs> so, this under this list that we have in the book, Steps to Enlightenment, is uh, uh, we've got a whole list of things. And this is that the spiritual path is easy, because that's what these people are saying. You know, if the spiritual path was easy, many, 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 many people would be just having a heyday on it, because people like easy. You know, Charmaine and I have this little saying between us. It's about this book, this profound book, The Shortcuts to God. Oh, yeah. And, And it... It uh, has only one page, and you open up the book, and the page says there aren't any. There aren't any. Do the work. That's right. And that's another one on this list. Uh, if, the, if there's ever a teacher that says to you that there are shortcuts to enlightenment, run, Forrest, run! <laughs> These people are suggesting that just by having a compassionate acceptance that your ego will melt away and you will be permanently t- transformed... That is clearly saying there are shortcuts to enlightenment. There are not, you know... These people aren't dealing with their egos. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. They're not dealing with their egos. No, they're not. They're talking some other thing, and they're calling the egos, and they're calling their higher self some sleeping thing. If anything's awake, the higher self's awake, and we're living the condensed down life into the karmic school where there are limitations, which might mean we're more asleep than them. We're easily more asleep than them. You know, Charmaine and I are in touch with our higher selves, and they're not asleep. (laughs) If anything's asleep, we are, and we're not asleep, but they're really not asleep. (laughs) What you call it, what they mean to say, I mean, if they knew the truth, is they're not in touch. It's not not asleep, but it's not in touch. That's right. Not in touch with themselves. If you're in touch with yourself enough, you'll eventually get in touch with your higher self, your higher, truer, deeper self, your God self. Each one of us, our truest identity is our God core self. We're all a part of the same. This is what's, what makes us all one. This is the big one everyone's talking about, but not too many are in touch with it. They're in this sort of uh, permissive, uh, and everyone's okay doing whatever they want kind of thing, and they call that love. What that is is sloppy morals. That's not love. It's sloppy morals. So... You know, some really bad guy, oh, let's just be nice to him. And then he says, well, this is cool. I'll just take over more. And what happens after a while is your rights get taken over. And at first it seems fun because your ego gets to go play and everything's good and we all simply it's it's like everyone does a high five to each other and it's a, it, we're just all so wonderful and we we uh, confirm one another but you know what i don't like high fives i like you know being solid enough that me let's say we're playing sports and me and a, a guy i'm playing with we just give a guy eye contact and say you know wave a little hand or something you know we got it we don't need to go through this 
ceremony of of people who are lacking that reinforcement. This um uh this group, the Avatar people, they also uh have masters. Like after you've done a few courses, you get to be called a master. I don't know how many uh, courses you have to do for that. But what I know about mastery is this. On a higher self level, our souls take on various types of mastery in our uh, evolution back to God. And these mastery classes on a soul level take a very, very long time. And they are not casual and they are not easy. They require you to have mastery over yourself. Uh, you know, like commanders uh, in the Ashtar Command, they have mastery over themselves. This isn't a, you know, you don't get promoted because you're in bed with somebody. You get promoted because you have proven yourself worthy of that promotion through mastery of yourself. These, um, you know, the whole idea that they're saying that your ego relaxes and disappears and that they've got all these masters running around, it's like Reiki masters. You know, you take a weekend Reiki course and you're a Reiki master. You know, and I'm not saying there aren't people out there who have master mastery over Reiki. But they aren't people that just took a weekend. They're people that have been doing it for 20 or 30 years and have mastered themselves. I'll tell you how many ma- people who came into our shop, oh, I'm a Reiki master. And, you know, I'd be around them for five or ten minutes and you can just see oozing out of them a, a gazillion different lessons that they're not even touching. And they're full of ego. They're all full of ego and how great they are. Same as with these people who don't deal with the ego, but they've got all these masters running around. You know, when you have mastered yourself, you have mastered your ego in addition to other things. Right. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> it's okay. You know, we've seen um, these Reiki people and other different groups, different people, and... Um, I like that they're a beginning on some breakthrough, but to call these beginners masters, most of them... It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but I like the realms they're getting into, the kind of healing, the distance healing, and some a little bit of dealing with themselves kind of thing. You know, so I like that they're breaking into their spirituality to some degree. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. We so appreciate that you've joined us tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. Stay with us. us i want to repeat this statement if the teacher the spiritual teacher or minister or priest or you know therapist or whoever if they are not teaching you to be fully responsible for all of your actions and circumstances that have come your way they will only be able to take you so far if you want true inner peace true deep inner peace 
lasting inner peace. Inner peace that you walk around 24-7 and nothing ever pings you in your head that still upsets you or angers you or makes you hateful or makes you jealous or any of those uncomfortable negative emotions. You can walk around 24-7 without ever having stuff like that come and bug you. And the way to do it is to take full responsibility for everything that's happened to you up till now and currently and future and dive in and learn the lessons related. If they're still bugging you, it's because they're not complete. And if you're with a teacher who says there's shortcuts, You're in trouble. There aren't shortcuts. And if they're telling you you don't need to be fully responsible, I remember somebody telling me about Donald, uh, Neil Donald Walsh one day. Boy, I, she was a potential guest on the show. Boy, I upset her. She would not, she canceled the interview and would not speak to me after that. I'll tell you. She was not a happy camper. And, you know, basically she said, well, I remember what it was. She was all upset about the poor people of Katrina. Oh, yeah. And I said, they're in their karma. And she said, well, there's no karma. Excuse me? Who taught you that? Well, Neil Donald Walsh, she says, all there is is remembrance. There's no karma. That's what he taught you? Now, you know, I can't say for sure that he taught her that because I haven't read his stuff. But that's what she But that's what she got out of it, which for her, that's pretty scary stuff, she says. So she, she was all worried about the people of Katrina. Now, you know, I grant you, many of the people of Katrina suffered greatly. But you know what? I watched a lot of those and read about a lot of those people. And there's no doubt in my mind that they had the karma coming hands down. So, you know, you might want to be feeling sorry for them, but they're in lives that require some heavy-duty learning. And, they're, you know, if they were getting their learning, you know, did you folks hear those people from Katrina that said, yeah, I got nudged to, you know, take off, and I did. See, they didn't They didn't end up down there. They, right. they got yep. nudged because they, they were didn't, responsible for themselves. They didn't need the lesson in that moment. Yep. But these other people that stayed there, they're not being responsible for themselves and they have the lesson so this lady was all upset because i was saying this is their karma and she says no neil donald Walsh says there is no karma all there is is remembrance and i went well that's not right well she was so upset at this possibility that she just didn't want anything more to do with me or anything i'm related to you know i believe of all the cities in the united states i've read statistics a few times uh New Orleans was the had the was the most immoral and had the most criminal element on all levels everywhere, higher crime than hard, any other city. It's and hard to argue think that. Two hurricanes came and mowed over it, backed right. up, came back That's over, right. and says we got to get it for good. And it, it's natural is connected to a higher force that has an agenda. You know, these people that are teaching there's no karma, of course they're wildly popular because people don't want to be responsible for their karma, but they won't take you far. They won't take you all the way. They cannot because until you've dealt with your karma, you will not go into a state of deep, utter peace and enlightenment. This is the same consciousness as raising your kids and being their best friend instead of a parent. Hey, we really want to thank you for letting us into your hearts and your homes and and taking our teachings to make sure that you resonate with them and grow. We really appreciate it. 